0: Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. I'm your host Jason Cook, and today in the studio we've got Gary Webster. Welcome, Gary. Uh, good day, G- Jason. Great to be here again. Yeah, good to have you here. And we're coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart to Tasmania each weekday, and of course every Tuesday with Gary with his series Lifetime Search. And of course, if you're listening in Tasmania, you can catch us again at 4:30 p.m. each weekday as well. Now Gary you've shared a few of your adventures I guess around the globe as you've travelled and uh, I know that you also present uh, programs and we've got one coming up soon which we'll talk about but uh, I'm just intrigued as to what might be the most memorable presentation that you've done, where you've been and uh, the most memorable event that you've presented at.
1: Sure, well, every event's memorable, but the most memorable, I think, happened in Lai in Papua New Guinea. Um, we were, I was in the middle of presenting some of the sort of programs we'll be having coming up uh, when suddenly an earthquake hit. Wow. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, um, you know, it was a theatre. it was a lecture theatre at the, at the Lai Unitech. And, the doors were open, so we made a quick exit.
0: <laughs> so that's what you'd call a groundbreaking event. It
1: was a groundbreaking <laughs> event, but I've never forgotten it because we all shot out. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, so a very quick exit to that one. Did did it resume later?
1: It did. We started off about five minutes later. It sort of calmed down and away we went again. (laughs) Scary
0: thing, though, I guess. Yes, it was. It (laughs) was. Yeah. So uh, we've got uh, an event coming up called Prophetica, and uh, that's going to be happening in a number of places around Tasmania. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what Prophetica is?
1: Yeah, it's it's a series of very short presentations that help people realize where we are in the world of time, in the world today in terms of what's going on, what's coming up in the future, and it's uh, really a, a, a fast paced program that people love. And the best part is actually, Jason, we can meet some of our, our folk, our listeners, yeah. because people it's great to interact. In fact, uh, I think there you know David uh, Maxwell, uh, Peter up in Lonsistan. yeah, yep. Peter, Peter, Peter Watts and uh, Ryko and myself, yep. we'll be uh, there, and we're really looking forward to catching up with with, with our listeners. Yeah, awesome. So uh, where is it happening, Gary? Well, of course, it starts off in Scottsdale on Saturday, uh, this coming Saturday 31st, 31st yeah. at 10.30 10 o'clock I should say, and then we're in Launceston in the afternoon, 4.30 through to the evening, and then on Sunday, that's uh, what's August 1st, first,
0: first, first we're
1: yeah. in, uh, in in, in Olveston, and then the following week we're here in uh, Hobart.
0: And Eve on Saturday, and Hobart uh, City on Sunday. Sunday, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, so, Awesome. And they're, they're, it's about a four hour, or four hours of uh, presentations, yeah, with a meal divided up into 20 minutes, and then a a short, uh, Breaks, short light yeah. meal in between as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: break, a break between yeah, uh, two, every couple awesome. of Awesome. So
0: um, uh, why do you think uh, somebody might be interested in coming to this?
1: Well, I think, Justin, the uncertainty of our world today. You know, I mean, people are, are concerned. I mean, we, when we, well, we should be because of what's taking place on many fronts, you know. And, and there's a question in people's mind, well, what, what does the future hold? Where are we headed? And is there a source that we can rely on to say, yeah, okay. this is But more importantly, is there hope? Mm. Uh, I think that's the that that's the critical question.
0: Yeah. Now I'll r- remind our listeners our Tassie Encounters show number. That's a mobile number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Write that down and put it in your phone. Stick it on your fridge wherever you want to put it. But uh, that number you can get a free ticket if you text in. Uh, We're going to give you the code a little bit later But uh, if you text in a code word You can get a free ticket to one of these Prophetica events that are going on Around the state Now if you're not in Tasmania It's probably not much point texting in We have had people text in from the mainland But uh, it's not going to be possible With all the lockdowns for people to get here (laughs) So Mm. not much point texting If you're on the mainland But if you are in Tassie and you're listening Please do text in to to get a free ticket We've got a few left and uh, we encourage you to do that Gary, last week we were talking about uh, the Treasures of Tutankhamun Journey to, a ter- uh, to a ter- Eternity. Oh, I've got some uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> difficulty saying those words this morning for some reason. Um, now, where are we going today? And uh, do you want to just recap on that one before we get into today's?
1: Yeah, well, we talked last week about, okay, so how can we take that Journey to Eternity? And uh, during that, we went to places like the Mayan Civilization and uh, up into Petra, you remember. Today, we're going to be looking at the Phoenicians, Sin Six and the Phoenicians. So we're going to take a, a fascinating uh, journey this morning uh, as well, Jason. Awesome. In fact, perhaps we should begin. When, when you stop and think about it... Um, Things are not what they used to be, you'll notice. Think about the violence that's taking place in our world. I mean, look at what's happening in South Africa mm. in the last week or so with the riots and, you know, pillaging and all sorts of things. Uh, think about what's happening in our own country uh, over COVID in Sydney on the weekend. And, uh, you know, w- w- what's going on in our world? Also, vandalism. Have you noticed, Jason, that vandalism has ramped up in the last 20, 30 years. Mm, mm. You know, y- you see graffiti everywhere on someone's property, just for a small example, you know. Yeah. And, uh,
0: Seems to be a lack of respect.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah that's exactly right. And then, then we've got the, 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 you know, child abuse and pornography front. Around the world globally, billions of dollars are made out of this sort of thing. Mm. You know, where, where are we headed? And then, of course, on top of that, you've got corporate greed and corruption and in politics. And, you know, the, the list goes on and on. It almost seems, Jason, that we've, we've sort of lost our moral compass. Mm. No longer, you know, the foundations seem to be very shaky in, in civilization. And actually, there are very serious consequences to, to global lawlessness, if we could call it that way. I want to reflect on the work of a British historian, Sir Arnold J. Toynbee. Toynbee examined 21 world civilizations to uh, ask and answering this question, or seeking to answer this question: Why did they collapse? Mm. Why did they disintegrate? You know, the the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, and a whole range of the Aztecs. What were some of the factors? And in his fifth volume of his massive tomb of of books, there he he looked at that question: Why did they disintegrate? And he found that uh, one of the key factors was what he called. Abandon. Now, what's abandon? Well, he says this is a state of mind that accepts antinomianism. That's a fancy word. It, it simply is. means <laughs> against the law.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, uh, it means a state of mind that accepts lawlessness as a substitute for creativeness. In other words, sometimes people think, oh, we're being really smart. When we go against the the in morals mm. of society and so on, uh, that's sort of creative. Well, he says, actually, this is one of the factors that has brought civilizations down when you examine them through time. And of course, in our world today, we we're sort of getting to the point where we've got to the the tipping point. Mm. It's very hard to rein this back again, you know, as we can see and when various events take place. And so, there is a concern today among lawmakers: Where are we heading? In in, in So much of this. Well, fortunately, Jason, in the Bible, in the Book of Revelation, there's an there's an antidote to this uh, global lawlessness, and I think you should read for us a passage that comes out of the middle of Revelation. John actually sees earth's final events in the center of the book of Revelation. And in the center of it, he he has this interesting passage. We pick it up in Revelation 11, 18 and 19. And I wonder if you could read it for us. And we pick up a couple of interesting words in it. Thanks, Jason. Sure. The nations
0: were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple.
1: Now what on earth is all that about? <laughs> but we clearly see it's a time when the nations are angry and the yeah. time of judgment has come and then he, John sees this this ark of the covenant. Now I don't know if you ever saw that film um Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones yes. right? Now, yeah. What was that what was that crazy guy running around the Middle East looking for?
0: He's looking for the ark of the, the ark covenant. There was some
1: magical, powerful yeah, stuff. He exactly. thought inside. Well, that Hollywood's version of the ark of the covenant is a long way from reality, of course, yeah. but it does pick up this idea. What's this ark of the covenant that John sees in, in heaven? What's all that about? Well, as you said, Jason, he was looking for the ark of the covenant. Now. One of the th- places I like to take people is to the Sinai Desert. I mean, it is barren, man. Mm. It is blazing hot in the day and freezing cold at night. In fact, I remember sleeping up on top of Mount Sinai once with an Egyptian friend. Uh. Uh, I thought there was a motel up there. That was how ignorant I was on my first tour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you were camping, I it guess. was camping.
1: <laughs> there was this little sh- shack up on top, that, and it was incredible. But we froze all night, you know. I think we slept one hour, frozen hour, and then so it Went. Mm. But Moses was up here on this mountain mm. or in this area. Uh, and, you know, we're not quite sure where the Where Mount Sinai really is, there's different versions of where it is, but it doesn't matter. It's the event that counts. Mm. Um, The Ten Commandments, the famous Ten Commandments. In fact, you could read for us uh, from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 13, if you could, Jason.
0: So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone.
1: Okay. So you notice that his covenant, or the covenant, is called the Ten Commandments right Mm. there in Deuteronomy. So. Interestingly, by the way, when you, you know, I'm sure our listeners have seen a Bible or in a motel, a room or whatever it is, have one themselves. It's a pretty thick book, mm. but there's only ten things that are actually written with the finger of God, and these are they. These mm. are the ten commandments. Evidently, God saw these are so critical to humanity that I'll write them down myself. <laughs>
0: mm. It
1: says he wrote them with his finger. In fact, read for us Deuteronomy 10:2, if you could.
0: And I will write on... T- on the tablets the words and you shall put them in the ark
1: so that's why it's called the ark of the covenant because the covenant or the ten commandments go inside this ark or this box this yeah. is not Noah's ark, this is a box yep. Okay, and so that's why it's called the ark of the covenant because yep. it contains the ten commandments and then it went inside the temple yep. the little box. Now so what's, what's going on here? John says I saw when the nations of the earth are angry in the end of time and the time of judgment has come he says I saw the ark of the Ten Commandments in Heaven. In other words, God is calling the world's attention back to these Ten Commandments. That's what's going on here. He's calling us back to it. In fact... When we go to the middle of Revelation, which we are here, this launches uh, the final conflict. In fact, in fact, we're going to be talking a little bit about that in Prophetica, um, Jason, coming up. Uh, but I want you to read for us Revelation twelve seventeen. This is this verse starts the final conflict, and then the last, the next verse I'll get you to re- is at the end of that conflict. But notice these these are like two bookends uh, with books in between the conflict in between. Read read for us Revelation twelve seventeen, and notice what it says. And the
0: dragon was enraged with the woman. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ.
1: notice what it says the commandments of God again, mm. then read the last there's this verse at revelation fourteen twelve which is the the last the, the, the verse that ends that conflict
0: Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of of God and the faith of Jesus.
1: So the question is, very clearly here, the the Ten Commandments become center point in the book of Revelation. Mm. So why is God calling us back to that? There's some very good reasons which we'll pick up after this song, Jason. The Ten Commandments, actually we're going to discover, define and protect our most important relationships in life. That's what they're all about. So we'll pick that up after the song, Jason.
0: Okay. Okay now just before we go I'll give that number to our listeners zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. that's our show number and uh, perhaps you've got some questions about today's program you can text in on that number but I'll also give you the code for our free ticket if you can claim a free ticket to Prophetica the code word for that is Prophetica21 so that's spelt prophet P-R-O-P-H-E-T with I-C-A on the end so prophet I-C-A and the number twenty-one. No spaces. Uh, just text Prophetica twenty-one into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and we'll get you a free ticket to Prophetica event coming up. Let's uh, have a listen to our first song. It's called Lead Me Guide Me by Gavin Chatter- Chatterley. Leave, me,
2: oh no, won't you leave me I'm tired and i need. Thy strength and power To guide me over my darkest hour Lord, just open my eyes That I may see Lead me, O Lord Won't you lead me Lead me, guide me along the way, for if you lead me, I cannot stray, Lord, just open my eyes. I am lost if you take your hand from me I am blind without thy light to see Lord, just away, let me Thy servant be Lead me, O oh Lord Won't you lead me, lead me, guide me along the way, for if you lead me, I cannot stray, Lord, just open leave me, leave me oh Lord, won't you leave
0: me You're listening to Tazzy encounters on Faith of and today we're talking with Gary Webster on lifetime search. Now, Gary, before the break, you were talking about the Ten Commandments and how they define and protect our most important relationships. What do you mean by that?
1: Okay. Well, this is the reason that these things take center stage in the end of time. That's what John's saying in the book of Revelation. And the reason is, first of all, let's look at it this way. The first of the four of the Ten Commandments, protect our relationship with God, the the vertical direction if we could. And and, and let's just go through these very quickly and we can see exactly what's going on here. If you could read the first commandment, uh, Jason, which is Exodus 20 verse 3.
0: Yeah, it says, You shall have no other gods before me.
1: In other words, God is saying, I'm a relational being Hmm. and I don't want anything to come between our relationship. This is the most important relationship in your life and you, 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 you need that.
0: In a way, that's not a lot different to a married relationship, exactly. isn't it? You know, when, right. when you enter a marriage covenant, yes. it's uh, you forsake all others. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly the same. You can't. You can have other relationships, but make sure this one's first. Mm, okay. Right. Mm. And and the reason is this: we're going to see as we go through these, Jason, is that if we put God first in our relationships, all our other relationships will last <laughs> the mm. distance. And uh, so let's go. This, which one about not having other gods? I rem- I remember hearing of a of a of an advert in a newspaper paper, a for sale advert. went something like this, a fridge, golf clubs, youth sofa, 16 centimetre TV and other household gods. (laughs) Now someone clearly had misspelled goods goods and (laughs) and it turned out to be gods. But but the point is we can make our goods become our gods. They can become more important our stuff Mm. uh, many times than, and God takes second place and we wonder why things don't go right as they should. And, of course, we have many gods, not just gods of wood and stone, but, you know, we call call them sports idols and rock idols and all Mm. sorts of things. Mm. Celebrities. Celebrities that take, you know, the most important place. Read the second command, because this is a fascinating one, too.
0: It says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is... In the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting or punishing the iniquity, but showing mercy to thousands of uh, sorry, showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my
1: commandments. Now you notice that word jealousy. That's a fascinating Mm. word. What, What do you gain from that, Jason?
0: well we we typically uh, interpret uh, jealousy as a as a bad thing, but in this case i think it's it 's about protecting that relationship
1: exactly yeah. jealousy actually in the right context, is a good word it 's a love mm. word mm. you know it, you imagine if i 'm making eyes for some ladies, uh, that, you know, not, that I shouldn't be. My wife would rightly get jealous. Mm. Because she, she, I belong to her and she belongs to me. So this is a, this is an interesting word. And, it, and it really defines love for us. You see, God says he's loving mm. here, basically. And love has to have two things to be love. Mercy, you know. We've done wrongs, but someone's willing to show grace to us and yeah. mercy, but also justice. Mm. You see, if you, if, if, a, if, a, if you don't have justice, you don't really love people when you stop and think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, if I say, government says, well, you know, we know, we, we love our citizens, but they just let rapists rampant, don't worry about it, let the thieves take everything. It, no justice it's, is needed to the, show yeah. there, there is love here. That's right. So God says, I'm a, I'm, I'm a God of love.
0: I think that I think that concept of of justice is, or, or that concept of needing justice is actually going out the window. It is
1: going out the window, and mm. so that's why we have we mm. we we see things falling apart because mm. you you need both is part of love. It's very yeah. important. So so God says here, you know, um, I'm a God of love and justice. You know, it mentions here don't worship statues and idols. Because it affects our relationship with God. In mm-hmm. fact, Toynbee, that that uh, British historian, London Oxford University historian, he he discovered that one of the reasons that civilizations disintegrate and collapse is because of what we call idolatry. Mm-hmm. Notice what he says: in the sin of idolatry, through a worship of the creature instead of the Creator, we have found one of the causes of those breakdowns from which the disintegrations of civilizations follow. Fascinating. And you look at 21 world civilizations and discover this. Third commandment, Jason, Exodus 20 verse 7. Read that for us.
0: It says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain.
1: Well, that's interesting. That's not just about, you know, I hit my hammer with a, I hit my nail with a hammer and I swear or something, use God's name. What it's really saying here is, God is a God of integrity. Mm. What he says, he is. You know, one of the most important things in life is integrity, isn't it? In relationships, if you don't have integrity, relationships fall apart. So God says, that's the sort of God I am. And, and I think, Jason, he's also saying, you know, some of the worst things that have happened in the world, or one of the reasons people turn off from, say, Christianity, is because Christians say they're followers, but they don't live like that. Mm.
0: I was going to say, I've heard somebody talk on this particular passage before, and and they, they've, they con- uh, I guess, Portrayed this message that um, this can mean that we misrepresent God. You know? This is
1: that's the, that's the most important. Part. And that's
0: the thing, isn't it, that uh, that Christians do often misrepresent God. Yeah, unfortunately, it's
1: a sad thing. That's what it means. He takes out. We take his name in vain. In other words, we say we belo- follow us, but we don't live like. That. Mm, exactly. And and you know many people have said well I, I can't I, I'm not interested in Christianity because look how Christians live and so on and yeah. what they do so yeah this is very important we shouldn't be wearing masks mm. we should be the real deal the God says because that's what I am you're not I'm... talking about COVID there though no 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 no, no. <laughs> no you've got to wear that mask <laughs> okay the fourth commandment is a very interesting one read that one for us
0: it says remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God in it you shall do no work for in six days The Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them.
1: Now, this is a fascinating one because we've just abbreviated them for the sake of time here, but we've picked up the the heart of it. What this is saying is God is a true father friend. He's the creator in this verse, Mm. but He wants to spend time with us. Now, you think about this it takes time to develop relationships, doesn't it? It does. You know, I guess, you know, when you met your. Wife, well, she was your friend at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you spent a bunch of time together. <laughs> well, we did. And
0: that, that's how the relationship developed. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And yeah. it's the same today. One of the reasons the family unit is falling apart is because everybody's so busy. You know, we're carrying two or three jobs, husband and wife, and so on and so forth. And we wonder because relationships depend on time together with our kids, uh, with, you know, partners is very, very important. And God says, same with me. Mm. I want to spend the whole day with you because, you know, I want to develop this friendship in a special way. I think that's an or- enormous picture of God. So, Jason, there are the first four of these Ten Commandments. In other words, God says, put me first in your relationships, mm. and all your other relationships will last the distance. And this is one reason why we're seeing so much upheaval in society today because we've forgotten God, therefore we don't treat others the way we should, because that's the last six commandments. Mm. They relate to how we treat each other. So uh, this is very interesting. Now, when we move to the last six commandments, let's begin with them. Um, read for us the commandment number five, Jason. Honour your father and your mother. Oh, well, this is, this is a, a very beautiful one. This says, God values... Every God values the home, the family, Mm. you know, our parents. Now, some of us didn't have good parents. I was Mm. fortunate to have good parents, but many people haven't had that opportunity. But at least we can be thankful for this one thing. Mm. We're here. We're
0: here. (laughs) We're here. We wouldn't be here. Our mother and father created us. (laughs) Yes, yes,
1: they procreated us, yes. Now, so this commandment says God values family. And this is sadly one of the things that is falling apart in society today. Society goes the way the home goes. Mm. and God says, honour your mum and dad, your parents. Mm. So God's commandment protects the family. Read number six commandments, a very short one. You shall not kill. In other words, God values every person. Mm. This, is a, this is incredible. In fact, Jesus went further to explain what this commandment means. He said, if you uh, uh, treat somebody in an unkind way and say unkind words to them, he said, you break this commandment.
0: Mm. Even if you have anger and hatred towards somebody. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You, know, critical, you know, being angry words which are not mm. just, you know. Um, you can destroy people with words, can't we? We, mm. we really can. I mean we've probably all been involved with speaking out of turn in, 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 in an angry way that's not a just way, and, and we can destroy people. In other words, God protects the life of every person,
3: mm.
1: from the womb to the tomb, mm. uh, from the fetus to the, on the belly to the dying person. Every body matters to God. I love that. Mm. He's a God who values life. Then the, the seventh commandment, perhaps I'll read that one, you shall not commit adultery. Now, what this is telling us is God values faithfulness. Mm. You know, it's easy, Jason, the older you get to think, well, the old model is not so pretty or whatever it is or not so handsome. And so we we think the grass may be greener on the other side of the fence. But God says, no, I'm a God who values faithfulness. Mm. And I love that thought. You know, it used to be um, until death we do part in our Marriage vows, for example, but now it's until we part. Um, and of course, you know, many many of us have been involved in this. But the best thing God says is 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 seek to be faithful to that that person. And Jesus even took it further. He said adultery includes lusting mm. after. In his case, he was talking about between men lusting after a woman, even even though you haven't committed the act of adultery. That's where it begins. So He God's, took it
0: to a new level.
1: He took it to a new mm. level, yeah. In other not, words, not
0: just with this one. That he talked about that uh, anger, and, anger and, yes. and murder as he well. He took
1: them yeah. all to a new yeah. level saying, look, it begins in your, in your, in your mind, mm. these things. And yes, he did take it to a new level. In fact, you know, Jason, this commandment on adultery actually says God's commandments protect our health because um, when you look at sexually transmitted diseases – This come in conflict with this particular commandment. Um, In fact, the Sydney Morning Herald a few years ago had this interesting statement. It said, venereal disease among young Australians has skyrocketed, prompting and warning from health officials that HIV infection rates could also rise. The number of chlamydia cases doubled to 60,000 over the four years, uh, to the year 2008 this was. Federal government figures reveal people aged between 20 and 29 are the group at highest risk. Mm. Now, you think about it. Why is this the case? How come these things? Well, we initiate sexual intercourse early these days. In fact, globally, one-third of all new cases of STDs, sexually transmitted diseases, are under 25. We marry later these days if we're going to get married at all. And then we divorce often. And then the average, uh, per, the average Australians average seven, thirteen sexual partners in a lifetime, mm. and in in New Zealand it's for women it's twenty point four sexual partners in a lifetime.
3: Yeah,
1: and,
0: it's interesting, isn't it? That, um, or not only the differences between uh, Australia and New Zealand, but also the fact that. Uh, the, the numbers for women are actually higher than men. I would have expected yeah. it to be the other way around. I, I
1: would have too. Yeah. yeah, I would have too. And for men in New Zealand, for example, it's 16.8 sexual partners in life. So in other words, this commandment of God is, is there, not only to protect the marriage relationship, but to protect our health, hmm. to 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 protect our most important relationships in life. Well, Jason, we probably better take a break at this point, and we'll come back and look at uh, the other commandments because they are beautiful. When you start to look at it, we're looking at the values that are that are important that that really protect and preserve relationships in life.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to go to the break. Uh, This is Ancient Words by Michael W. Smith. And I guess we're talking about ancient words here in the Ten Commandments.
1: We are. Well, the ancient Mm. words are very, very relevant.
0: Beautiful song by Malcolm right. W. Smith. Ancient words. Now, uh, Gary, just before we go on, I'm just going to remind our listeners of the code Prophetica 21. That's spelt Prophet, P R O P H E T I C A, number 21. No spaces. If you text that into our number, zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, you can claim your free ticket to the Prophetica events and uh, we'll get in touch with you to. Coordinate which event you'd like to attend.
1: Yeah, Jason, that's going to be a great event. And one of the good things is meeting uh, uh, our listeners, mm. and uh, talking to them, yeah. and, and getting to know each other, and also asking questions. They can ask questions. It's a, it's a great time. We also have some artifacts uh, from from ancient civilizations, uh, replicas, and some real pottery and so on. So people will be, be fascinated. to Even hold some of that stuff that's you know thousands of years of old.
0: Yeah. So so do uh, take advantage of that offer uh now Gary, we've got up to I think the seventh commandment
1: yes we're talking about um, you shall not commit adultery jason with the, with this commandment, we actually um well we began with the the commandment on life as well. We begin to look at the importance of you know building relationships. On the horizontal level between fellow humans, have you noticed that the heart of relationships there's a very important word? Now, this is this might be this might really test you out here. But w- when you look at relationships, what are they fundamentally built on if they're going to last and be good?
0: Well, we, earlier we talked about time, but I think there's another element um, which is based on trust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tr-
1: trust is the key word here, mm. and you'll notice what what it's saying here is: if I can't trust my partner, because you know they might sleep around with that relationship's not going to last. Mm. You know, it can't because mm. we, we need that trust thing. Well, the next commandment actually brings that out even more. It says, you shall not steal. Mm. In other words, God values honesty. Mm. If you can trust people with your stuff that relationship's going to be stronger and stronger Mm. so this is a very important one yeah
0: there's there's uh some changes to laws in uh some cities in the u.s at the moment uh happened happened not so long ago where the uh the police are no longer prosecuting theft under a certain value i think it's something like under a $1,000 or it might be $300 or something like that wow. and uh, as a consequence um, theft has just gone crazy and, uh, and it's having real consequences to the shop owners and it's having real consequences to the people who, um, who uh, ultimately no longer have access to stores because some of them are closing.
1: Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, the,
0: the, the big, uh, the big uh, supermarkets are just saying we're not going to operate in an environment where people can come in and just steal stuff and no yeah. consequences. So, so there's, there's
1: ramifications. It's
0: theft. You take, the, you take the rules away and uh, sometimes people go a bit crazy.
1: Yeah. So you see God's commandment there uh, protects our possessions. Mm. That's a very important thing. The, um, the Eighth commandment's a very interesting one. If you could read that one for us, Jason. Yeah, I was going sorry. to say nine. the eighth
0: one was the stealing yeah. one. So, Number nine. Uh, it says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor.
1: Yeah, Exodus twenty sixteen. In other words, God values truthfulness. Wow, this is at the bottom of relationships, isn't it? Mm. You know, Jason, if I couldn't trust you because I know you're going to talk about me behind my back with stuff that's not really true. What sort of a relationship it is it? So God mm. values um, truthfulness. Mm. In fact, you know, I before I moved to Tasmania, I lived on the Central Coast in New South Wales, and travel on the train every day backwards and forwards. Uh, and the, a magazine used to be delivered, I guess, to people who caught the train at Central Station or some place. But it, they'd be laying on the on the seat where I'd pick the train up. It was called MX Magazine, and I noticed one article, fascinating one day, front cover story: one third of Australians lie to get a job. Mm. And I thought, wow. So. The little white lies uh, it seems that n- are not so imp- not so critical, but they are because they undermine trust mm. and that 's at the heart of relationship. in fact, this commandment uh, God protects our reputations because you know many people have been destroyed because of White lies, you know. People to to to, to climb the 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 um, whatever it's the corporate ladder or whatever it is. Sometimes we tell porkies or or you know criticize other people in order to climb up above them. And many reputations have been destroyed. So when we think about these uh, commandments here, Jason, really it's saying relationships are built on trust. Mm. Can I trust you with my life? <laughs> uh, do you protect life? Can I trust you uh, to know that you won't cheat on me in my relationship? Is there trust there? Uh, Can I trust you with the truth? Do you handle the truth correctly Mm. or do you, you know, deviate? I'll have good trust in you if I know you don't take property and, you know, take stuff and And you're an honest person. The last commandment is a fascinating one because it has a real interesting look at it. Read verse 17 of Exodus 20, Jason.
0: You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor anything that is your neighbor's.
1: Now, what is this saying? Well, it's saying to us, God values contentedness. Mm happy the person who can live without looking over the fence to see what the joneses have got mm. <laughs> in fact that's what the advertising industry often is based upon isn't it <laughs> mm, got the so latest nice. gadgets and you know and uh, the latest this and the latest that sometimes we're not content because we we want to keep up with others mm. in fact <clears throat> this commandment is telling us this god provides our needs we mm. don't have to worry and covet what others have got. God will look after us if we put our life in his hand. In fact, Paul, in the book of Hebrews, when he was writing to his Jewish Christian friends, he wrote this in chapter 13, verse 5, Be content with what you have. For he, God, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, Jason, this last of the Ten Commandments says, God's commandments protect our emotional and our mental well-being. Mm. I don't have to worry about stuff that I don't have. It's little wonder, Jason, as we, before we go to our next song, that Billy Graham, that great preacher, said, God's law, talking of his Ten Commandments, he said, they're never out of date. Mm. They are so relevant. It's not, the Ten Commandments are not about what we should do and what we shouldn't do so much. It's about relationships. Are my relationships being protected and preserved? That's what I love about this thing. In other words, these are a law of love, mm. love to God and love to fellow human beings. And I remember that uh,
0: story in the New Testament where uh, the man came to Jesus and said, what's the most important commandment? Yes. And it's interesting that Jesus didn't mention any one of these ten, but no. he wrapped them up in those two commandments. Exactly. One is love God and love your neighbor. Yeah, the first
1: four, love to God. Mm. Last mm. six, love mm. to fellow human six. beings. Yeah,
0: so it's a it's a great summary of these ten uh, principles, principles values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go to a break, and uh, just a reminder: Prophetica twenty one is the code word for today. Prophetica number twenty one, no spaces. Text in to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, if you've got any other questions about today's program, please feel free to text in. We will get back to you and answer those questions either on air or we'll get uh, a message back to you as well. We're going to listen to this song called A New Creation by Carly Fletcher. listening to and Encounters on Faith FM. Now, Gary, our program today was titled Sin, Sex and the Phoenicians, uh, but we haven't yet spoken about the Phoenicians. So what's our program today got to do with
1: them? Well, we better come to them right now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Probably the listeners were wondering whether that was actually going to be in. Well, let's think about this as we launch into the Phoenicians. Is not living uh, according to the values found in the Ten Commandments that much of a deal. Mm. And that's where, we, that's where we pick up from the Phoenicians. And, and,
0: and by and large, I shouldn't be diverting you here, but that's by right. and large our, our Western societies are sort of based around those principles. We have they? been
1: for many years, by but large, we are actually moving away, moving away from yeah, those principles yeah. and we're seeing some, some sad effects unfortunately. Mm. Now the Israelites turned away from these ten principles, these ten values themselves through their history and uh, we'll come back to the Israelites remember let's go to a place called Rashamra Ugarit ancient Ugarit this is in Syria today and uh, I visited this place a couple of times because archaeologists were excavating here many years ago now and they discovered the the practices of the Phoenicians and the Canaanites, the Canaanites, those who lived on the border of the Mediterranean, on the edge of the Mediterranean Sea, we we call them Phoenicians. And the Phoenicians, you can see some of this, by the way, in the Louvre Museum, the Phoenicians worshipped, especially, you know, gods, but three in particular, one was called Baal, the god of the weather who'd bring the, bring make the crops grow and all this sort of thing. And then there was uh, his wife, which was also his sister, so the incest was practiced by the by the Can- Canaanites. Her name was Asherah. And then he had a lustful female consort called Ashtati, known as Tanit to the Carthaginians. Now, why do I mention the Carthaginians? Well, the Phoenicians who lived on the Mediterranean coast in what we would call Palestine today or Israel, that area, they lived in cities like Tyre and Byblos and other places, Sidon. They were great sea traders, being on the edge of the Mediterranean Sea. And so they they you know have colonies that they set up around the Medi- in the Mediterranean region. So on North Africa there was a colony at Carthage. This is essentially a Phoenician colony from the part of what we call Palestine today. And Carthage, uh, when the archaeologists excavated Carthage, they found a tophet. Now, what's a tophet? A tophet is a burial place for child sacrifice victims. And they discovered these stones, like like a tombstone, if you would. It's not a tombstone, but it's... And underneath each of these stones, these memorials, was a little urn or a pot. And inside the pot, they discovered the charred bones of little children who'd been sacrificed to their gods as human sacrifices, the gods Tanit. Ashtari, Baal and so on Mm. it's a huge Tophet, it's about 6,000 square metres of Tophet and it's a fascinating place to visit but what a tragedy now in the worship of the Canaanite gods they practice temple prostitution for example We know that. Now, you imagine, Jason, you go down to the temple in the Canaanite or the Phoenician worship and uh, you have sex with a female shrine prostitute and your wife has uh, sex with a male shrine prostitute. That would do wonders for the family, wouldn't it? You know, you come (laughs) home and you say, how would the temple worship go? Well, I had sex with this guy and I had sex with this. I mean, imagine imagine the upheaval in the home when that sort of stuff goes on. On top of that, imagine one day you don't come home with your little kid. Well, where's the child? Oh, I sacrificed him to the gods up today and they burnt him in the fire. I mean, unbelievable. And this is one of the reasons why God said, don't have anything to do with the gods of the and the practices of the Canaanites because it will just destroy your society. Now sadly the Israelites didn't listen to God and uh, they began to practice uh, to worship these Baal gods and they began to practice human sacrifice we know some kings did it in fact Jeremiah says this if you could read for us Jason Jeremiah tw- 7 verse 31 and 32 we we have an example of where they practiced human sacrifice
0: they have built up the high pla- uh, places of Topheth, Topheth. And in the valley of Hinnom, to burn their sons and daughters in the fire.
1: Yeah, tragic. Um, you can actually visit this valley today in Jerusalem. That's where they once practiced human sacrifice. The Israelites did, and then of course you have temple prostitutes and so on. So this really just messed up the life, and that's why God sent prophets. Yeah. If uh, some of our listeners have looked at the Bible and see these names like Isaiah, Jeremiah, and these prophets, they were warning, calling Israel, come back to the, come back to the commandments, because these are where your relationships with God. God and others will be built up so come back but they wouldn't listen sadly and so the Assyrians destroyed the northern part of Israel in 722 BC they were just completely demolished and they carted off to Syria which is Iraq a hundred years later God gave more time for the southern part to course correct and to come back but they wouldn't listen to the prophets and so the Babylonians as we've talked in previous programs destroyed the city of Jerusalem and the temple and uh, that was the end now Interesting, Jason, in closing, Daniel remembers that God had predicted that they would go into Babylon because of their disobedience and their relationships were messed up so badly, mm. they'd go into captivity. And he now realizes God also promised that he'd bring them out of captivity. What a merciful God. Even though Israel had messed up badly, God had promised I'll bring them out. And he's reading the prophecy of Jeremiah, which says they're going to come out after 70 years. I want you to notice what he says in his prayer as he's praying to God, have mercy and bring these people out. Could you read for us, Jason, Daniel t- chapter 9, verse 5, 11, and 14 for us?
0: Says we have sinned, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed from God, so as not to obey your voice. Therefore the Lord has kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us.
1: In other words, Daniel says our sin is our lawlessness. We did not listen. Now, what did Sir Arnold J. Toynbe find? <laughs> lawlessness, lawlessness leads to destruction. Lawlessness needs to destruction. And here Daniel's already said that's exactly what happens well, mm-hmm. Toynbee came along two thousand five hundred years later and found that out, but the Bible had it years before, mm-hmm. so Jason, the ten commandments they are beautiful principles, the values that will help us relate so well to God and to other human beings. Put me first, God says, in all your relationships and all your other relationships will last the distance. Hmm. We need to take, pick this up again a bit more next week because there's some things on this topic that help us. Wow. So how can we, how can we really enjoy life at its best? We'll pick that up next week in relation to this.
0: So uh, we, do you have a title for
1: next week's program as you? Yes, yeah, part two. Part two <laughs> yeah, of today's
0: <laughs> the program. The Phoenicians,
1: since next, and the Phoenicians part two. Part two.
0: Okay, <laughs> we will uh, talk more about this next week, so I look forward to that. Do remember our offer, and uh, we ha- have had somebody text in to say we wish we could join you guys but, uh, of course, we're a long way away from where they are. So. Jason,
1: I've been thinking about this while we're talking. You mentioned what about people outside of Tasmania. I would be quite happy to send people who can't get here the resumes. Now, yes. I don't know how we're going to do that, but they can have a copy of the...
0: Well, perhaps material. perhaps uh, after the event we can put a code out yeah, to, okay. uh, where mm. people can claim those, uh, those yes. uh, materials. Yeah, so
1: they can get yeah. the, the written materials the that written we'll material. be sharing. Yeah, yep.
0: for sure okay, and uh of course uh tomorrow we've got Riko Chelich joining us on our program, and he's going to be continuing his program woes to the pharisees uh- for, sorry woes to the religious leaders, and that's a part two as well, so we're going to have a few part twos coming up <laughs> <laughs> um I think that's all we've got for you today. remember the code word prophetica number twenty one zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one You can text that in any time, and we will get that out to you we're going to go out with this last song it's called today is a new day we do hope that you really enjoy your day today wherever you are and uh, appreciate what god gives us we'll talk to you tomorrow
4: Us with grace. Today's a new day. Oh, shine, shine down. Jesus on display. Sends the night away. Today's a new day. So lift your eyes up to the skies above. Everything will be all right lift your eyes up to the skies up uh-